Coming at you live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet hosted by three secret superheroes. Don't tell anybody, it's actually us. It's, What's us? I, the superheroes. <laughs> Which ones are you referring wait, to? Wait, wait, are, wait, hang on. Are we the superheroes? Or are we the mild-mannered alter egos? We are both at it's the noobs and the Hoobian. <laughs> my name is Austin. I'm the Hoobian. These are my sons, Corbin and Trip. And we're the noobs. And this is the podcast where we introduce a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and discuss it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two sons who have And occasionally we change the verb tenses and mess up Corbin's head. <laughs> Welcome to episode number 144 covering the 2016 Christmas special, The Return of Doctor Mysterio. This is the one where the doctor feeds a kid some vitamins and he turns into Super Spider Batman. Also, Nardole gets his head reattached. That was fun. <laughs> I'm glad to have him back. Yes. I'm glad that y'all gave me hyphenated Super Spider Batman and, and just said, here, read this, Dad. <laughs> Would you prefer unhyphenated? I, I, actually, I don't know. Because then I don't know how I would have read it. So, uh, This premiered, of course, December 25th, 2016, to 7.83 million viewers. Uh, not, not bad. Not bad. Yeah. That's some good Christmas numbers right there. Written by our boy Stephen Moffat and directed by Ed Bazalgette. One day somebody's going to tell me how to actually say that. <laughs> or tell me that I've been horribly offending someone in Switzerland. Uh, Turns out it's not I don't know why it's Switzerland. Switzerland. <laughs> it's totally English or something. I don't know. Uh, under miscellaneous trivia, I have several things. I have, I have notes. Uh, first of all, Dr. Mysterio, with an M-I, not M-Y, is actually the name of the show in Mexico. Wait, what? Yeah. In Mexico, it's called Dr. Mysterio. Why? Because... Dr. Kian, as in Doctor Who, like a literal translation, wouldn't it, it, the the Wikia said it wouldn't make sense in Spanish the way it does in English. Oh, I, I don't know what on what means? basis they think it makes sense in English. Uh, but in other words, that that phrase doesn't make sense in in Spanish. So the title in Mexico is Doctor Mysterio. Um, and Moffat and Capaldi, while while they were doing a world tour, they went through Mexico. And encountered that. And they loved the idea so much that Moffat decided to use it in a title of an episode. And that's unfortunate. <laughs> because there's no reason yeah. <laughs> that that phrase should have ever entered this episode. Or any episode for me. Let alone been the title. Okay. Right. I've mentioned this for weeks leading up to this. And finally I get the, I get to exhale because leading up to, if, again, if you look at the artwork for this episode, it's the doctor, like, like who, like action pose, like something's happening over top of my head. And then it's the woman on the other side. And then crashing through a plate glass window in between them in full Superman flying pose <laughs> is uh, the ghost. And I, really? and by the way, I almost just now in that sentence said Dr. Mysterio because, <laughs> okay, that's what's happening. It's like, imagine the doctor and the woman whose name completely <laughs> escapes me right now. Um, Mrs. What's her name? He, he only ever referred to her by her last name. Uh, the two of them were having a conversation in an office building with a big glass window behind them that all of a sudden the ghost for some reason decided to fly through and swoop right between them and then them reacting to that sound behind them, right? That's what the yeah. artwork is. And then it says the return of Dr. Mysterio. So we assume, And he's wearing a black mask. Yeah. <laughs> you think, 
that's that I assumed, Mysterio. I assumed that this superhero character was Dr. Mysterio. And that we've seen him before. Well, maybe he was something from Classic, Classic Who or something. Or maybe. Which the, would not be beyond the realm of Or maybe of the doctor's yeah. just going to suddenly be like, oh, yeah, I remember you. Yeah, right, yeah. All. Or maybe he was from the comics or something. And that the whole point of this episode was going to be that the doctor meets Dr. Mysterio. Now, by yes. the way, the Wikia has a section on each episode called Myths. Not each. Uh, there's a section sometimes that has stuff there, sometimes it doesn't, called Myths. And it'll say things like, for example, one of the myths about this episode was that, and, and sometimes Myths means fan theories. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this before. <laughs> Myth only works if... It was ahead of time. <laughs> yeah. Like now that we're looking back, it's not a myth. It's a it's a bad fan theory. So like, for example, one of the myths was River Song will appear in this episode. There are people who thought River would show up in this episode. I don't know why they thought that. Weird. Yeah. She's Dr. I mean, like they, well, I was going to say they very clearly wrapped up her storyline, but they also very clearly wrapped up Clara's storyline and then immediately brought her back. So, you know, um, mm-hmm. but one of them was that the superhero in the artwork was called Dr. Mysterio. So I'm not the, I'm literally, I'm not, not alone in this. I'm not yeah. the only person who thought this. So I get into the episode and I'm watching it and I'll be honest, this go around, I couldn't remember what the guy's actual name was. I couldn't remember that it was the ghost because as Corbin will mention later, what? Um, (laughs) So I just, I think that it it was a big giant stretch to say, I love the name Dr. Mysterio so much. I'm going to work it into not only work it into dialogue, but work it into a title in such a way that it confuses everyone leading up to the episode. So maybe that was the whole point. I have to wonder in that artwork, can you see the massive G on his chest? Because that would make things no, 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 infinitely no. more he's, confusing. He's flying at the camera. Okay. So what you have is his face and his fists like coming at you. And like I think you can kind of see the cape or whatever. It's not him upright. It's him laid out flying at you. All and right. so it looks like that's the return of Dr. Mysterio. He yes. is returning, crashing through the window. For no reason. So I have, I have a couple other things to say about the title. I forgot. I have notes about that down later on in the, in the title section. So uh, did you guys notice how long the cold open was on this episode? Yeah. yeah. The time from when it started to when the credits rolled like was, by the way. Eight minutes, ten minutes? It was, okay, it was the longest in Doctor Who history at just over nine minutes. Oh, my goodness. So it was so long that I forgot we hadn't done it yet. Yeah. yeah. We were so far into the episode that when the music started coming in, I went, oh, wait a minute. We haven't done the intro yet. So Why did we get all of that as I, the yeah. opening? Yeah, so weird. Like, it would have been one thing if, like, you know, the kid had been like, here's your milk and cookies. Do, do, do. You know, like, that would have yeah. been that would have been the moment, right? But no, that we, we had this whole big lead up of, and then Corbin goes, I hope we never see that little kid again because oh, I can't take much more of this yeah. guy. His acting was... He, he has no impact on the rest it was, of the movie. His acting great. was an eight-year-old acting. It's Yeah. Um, so we also had, in addition to that being the longest opening prior to the, the theme song in Doctor Who history, we had a couple of other firsts for this episode. This was the first back-to-back Christmas stories. And right? last. Uh, yeah, and thus far <laughs> the only ones so far. Um, this was also the first episode that only featured Capaldi-era companions instead of leftovers from Smith. 
right? Because so far it's been the doctor yeah. and Clara and then Clara's gone and then she's gone again. And, <laughs> um, and by the way, in between, we didn't have a companion, yeah. right? Between Face the Raven and the next one, uh, uh, Hellbent. Um, in Heaven Sent, we didn't have a companion. But then the Christmas episode had River Song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there, there we, we were still like the long shadow of, of Matt Smith. So this is officially the first Capaldi era episode that only features Capaldi era companions, not leftovers from, from the Matt Smith era. Mm-hmm. This was also the first story to feature only a male companion traveling in the TARDIS. So it, the way the TARDIS, the, the, the Wikia phrased it was something like the first, uh, the first episode to only show a male traveling with the doctor in the TARDIS or something like that. So in other words, like there's, there were, they referenced an episode where, uh, you only had Craig, you know, but he didn't go with the doctor in the TARDIS. It wasn't a travel thing. It was an adventure that happened. You know? Yeah. It was one of those okay. <laughs> trips. Eyes are getting more and more narrow. Like <laughs> what? Um, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't. I don't know how spit. impressive it is. Tardis Wikia is great at finding these things. It's like, so it is. specific. Yeah, so it's very the specific. second only episode where the <laughs> doctor does these three specific things. You're like, yes, okay. with a bald companion on board. And you're you know, like, like, okay, yes. so so what you're saying is that happened twice? Then why do we care that this is the only the second time? <laughs> it's more impressive that it has happened twice, really. <laughs> it's more impressive that you noticed it happening twice. Um, okay, now, the doctor had a throwaway line referring to the ship that was about to fall on New York City, the spaceship, as the sword of Damocles. I don't know if y'all even caught that Mm-mm. or do y'all, are y'all even familiar with the sword of Damocles? No. That phrase. I've heard that phrase. I don't remember it in this episode whatsoever. It, it, I'm telling you, it was a throwaway line. It's like the ship is shaking and then he realizes they're crashing and he says, our very own sword of Damocles or something like that. So this is a reference to a Greek story, but more importantly... I can't hear this phrase, this this illusion or reference, without thinking of one of my favorite podcasts. It's called Starship Excelsior. It's a fan production based in the Star Trek universe. It is amazing, and you should check it out. And the reason that I always think about it whenever I hear the Sword of Damocles is there's a th- that phrase is used in a very specific way in the show. I don't like I don't want to give away too much or anything, but um, it, it is name checked in that show. And this is a podcast that's been running for years. I've probably been listening to it for six or more years. And they release, it's one where they release like four episodes a year because it is a multinational cast that all, everybody records their lines and then emails them in and then they have to put them together and then they put like sound effects and music and scoring and it's, and it's amazing. It is really, really well done. And the one thing that I will tell you is that there are two storylines in Star Trek The Next Generation that left some questions unanswered. And Starship Excelsior, as a fan production that takes place on the Excelsior, not the Enterprise, it's none of those characters. None of the characters you know are, are there as regular, as regular occurring characters. But they take these two threads and wrap them up and, and tie them together in this beautiful way that you just can't even... I when I'm watching TNG now, I see this 
their telling of the story. It's amazing. So anyways, that's just kind of a, a freebie there. Go check out Starship Excelsior. Literally, StarshipExcelsior.com is uh, is their website, but you can look them up on, they're on all the things. They're on iTunes and Google Podcasts and Spotify and all the things. Mm-hmm. So go check them out and uh, and tell them Noobs in the Whovian sent you. Um, so let's see. Uh, into the cast, uh, Mr. Brock was... Oh, Mr. Brock, the bad guy, the, the, the like main bad yeah. guy. I had I to forgot stop about him too. I, <laughs> yeah, because he died like what two minutes after we met him, uh, something like that. Yeah, so he's well, he's the like character the character was there till the end of the episode. Yeah, right. Uh, um, yeah. He is played by I'm going to say Tamiwa Edun. I'm going to I'm going to guess that's how it's pronounced. Sure. Um, the reason that I noticed this, I I was like, man, that guy looks familiar. And I think you guys said this too. He played Sir Elian in Merlin. Mm-hmm. So. There you go. That's who he yeah. was. Which was uh, Gwen's brother, right? Yeah. Wasn't he the one? Yeah, he was Gwen's brother and then he became a knight because he was actually credited as Sir Elian slash Elian. <laughs> I was like, wow. He was like what? a farm Why? boy or no, he was a son of a blacksmith. Honestly, yeah, their dad was a blacksmith. Matters, yeah, yeah. So at any rate, um, there's there's your uh, your latest Merlin crossover because we haven't had one in a while. Guys, Noobs and the Hoobian is brought to you by Google Fi. That's right. Google Fi started their own cell phone service a few years back. And for just $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk and text and then $10 per gig of data. And it charges you down to the megabyte. It's a penny, a megabyte. And uh, literally, we were looking at our thing the other day. We had just reset. Oh, no, no. It, no, I remember what it was. We were like seven days into the month <laughs> and we had used 0.09 gigs as a family because we haven't left the house in like a week because of the winter storms that just came through. By the time you're listening to this, this is going to be old news, but yeah. we did just survive uh, the, the snowpocalypse of 2021 uh, with Texas having record snow and all this kind of stuff. So we didn't leave the house and didn't use yeah. any of our data. So as a result of that, we had a bill for nine cents worth of data because that's how they charge you. Um, now that was, you know, a week and a half into the month. We're, we're still going to, you know, we got the rest of the month to go. But at any rate, um, you can add on additional lines for just $15 per line. And uh, and then everybody just shares the same uh, same bucket of data. So go over to noobsinthehoovian.com slash fi. And that'll take you to where you can sign up and you'll get $20 off after your first month. So make sure you head on over there and get an awesome cell phone service going for you. So that brings us to the checklist. Uh, name of the episode, spoken in dialogue, no, however, dot, dot, dot. I had some some thoughts here. I realized in this watching, there's a double meaning here. So I assumed that the return, okay, no, there's a triple meaning because there's the first misunderstanding that the return of Dr. Mysterio somehow refers to a superhero, which it doesn't. It, yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> when you're actually watching the episode, I thought that the return was the doctor showing up years later in Grant's life. Yeah. Right? So he met Dr. Mysterio, and then years later, you had the return of Dr. Mysterio. Except that that was like the fourth time he had met him again. He had been oh, that's true. He did check in with him throughout his life. his life. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So that's huh. not even what it is. Huh. Forgot about that. So and, and, this, and this go around, though, he didn't even mean to. Yeah. It was an accident that he bumped into the ghost. Mm-hmm. He didn't actually bump into Grant. He bumped into the ghost and then like figured out that it was Grant. Um, however, it's also true that this was the return of the doctor in a broader sense because he had just spent the last 24 years on Derillium mm-hmm. with River. So Nardo pointed this out that he'd been away for a little while and now he's back. And actually, the odd thing is, what made me think of this is, as I was going over the notes, I was thinking of all of the similarities between this 
uh, episode and Superman, you know, der, because it yeah, basically was obviously. Superman <laughs> right down to the spinning globe on top of the newspaper oh building. Gosh, Corbin was like, mm. um, but I was like, you know, what's funny is there was Superman Returns a couple of years back. So you had, you had, you had the, the Christopher Reeves movies back in the 80s. And then right before the MCU, you had Superman Returns. And I say right before, and now I'm not even positive of the timing of it, but it was it was a while ago. It was before all the, the heyday that we're in right now. And um, it featured uh, the guy, I can't even think of the actor's name now, um, but now he's on The Rookie and he was on Chuck. Um, the guy, Shaw, not Shaw, the other guy on Chuck. I don't know who you're talking about. Anyways, I told you that he played Superman. Anyways, oh, yeah, it was okay. a one-off movie and it was called Superman Returns. And the way it worked was he literally like left the planet for a few years, I guess. And so he came back and this movie was about him coming back. And I was like, wait a minute, that's kind of like mm. the doctor because the doctor went away for several years 24. and now he's back. Now, I don't know what it means when a time traveler goes away for 24 years because like, who cares? But like Nardle talked about it like, hey, he's back. He's been so, gone. Y'all guys have noticed it because it's. Right, because wibbly wobbly, because he's timey-wimey. always here. But like, so for us, it was three weeks between Derillium and yeah. Doctor Mysterio. For fans at the time, it was twelve months. Oh my goodness! But for the in universe, these stories were twenty four years apart. And actually, I would argue maybe even more than that because I don't know about you guys, I wasn't clear when the opening was supposed to have taken place because Nardole wasn't with him, right? Mm. We didn't see Nardole at the beginning when he first interacted with the kid. That was only later when he interacted with the ghost. Though he could have been a companion. He could have been. He could have been. All I'm saying is we don't know that. So we don't have anything to hang our hat on and say it must have been this. All we know is that it's post-Clara. Yeah. And, and... I don't know, pre-Bill, I guess, who's the next companion coming up, pre maybe even pre-Nardle. So you have him trying to, um, you know, working on that, the, the gizmo on the roof or whatever. And then it seemed like he was checking back in with Grant. Did you guys get the impression that that was not happening right away? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the kid swallowed the pill. Right. Mm-hmm. And then and then if you put if you take this episode and put everything in chronological order, a few years later in Grant's timeline, the doctor shows up. Hey, kid, how that you doing? A few oh. years later, he shows up again. Hey, how you doing? And then several years later, he shows up in his life again. Are you guys under the impression that that's how the doctor experienced it? That like he was there and then he jumped ahead a few years and then he jumped ahead a few years and then he what gave up on Grant and then just ended up back in New York? Because I was under the impression... I was under the impression that when he was... Like, the reason that he didn't kept checking back in was because he went to Derillion. Or was that directly after... Oh. Wait a minute. Well, well, I was going to say, maybe that's the the 24-year gap, but Grant wasn't old enough for it to have been a 24-year gap. Mm. Well, I was kind of under the impression that in between each checkup on him, the doctor was... It wasn't like the doctor got in his TARDIS and immediately jumped to a exactly. point in his that's, life. That's what I'm saying. Is was that this was not a, this was not a girl in the fireplace no. type of episode. I was under the impression that every now and then the doctor would say, hey, I better mm. go check on that kid again. Yeah. And then eventually he f- stopped checking in on him. 
Probably because he was old enough to take. Yeah, care like of he knew. Yeah, he made him this make the promise. Handle himself now, right? And he made him promise not to use the powers or whatever. And then it, he just so happened to end up uh, meeting him again because yeah. he was in New York for a whole other reason, right? Mm-hmm. With the <laughs> with the sushi. So um, <laughs> that was the impression that I got was that there was this time elapsing. So again, you know, I, I said there was twenty four years. I don't know how long there really was. Yeah. How yeah. long how long was it from when the doctor left Derillium till he showed up on Grant's roof the first time? How long was that? And then how long between that and his other visits with him? Yeah. And then how long between that and the meat of this episode where Grant is a grown man and, and is the well, ghost? How much time? I don't was? think he was just staying in this one place like, oh, Grant's That's what here, I'm saying. I better stay. He That's was, what I'm saying, yeah. He was traveling. Because it definitely seems Narl. to me like there came a point where he just forgot to ever check in on Grant again and then accidentally bumped into him again. Yeah, that's what yeah. it sounded like. I was under the impression, though, that he revived Nardal like very shortly after uh, the events of Derillium because okay. he yeah. knew he was going to be lonely. Oh, okay. So it that makes seems sense. like anything where Nardal wasn't there takes place before Derillium. Okay. Yeah. That's just what I thought. I don't know. And that's the thing, is the way... Um, the way it was presented, yeah, it definitely seemed like there was there was this was a casual thing that was happening, and we're yeah. just having to see it all at once. Yeah, you know. So at any rate, um, creature of the week, we didn't actually write it down. Um, oh gosh, what were? Oh no, what were they called? Scratch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they had a name. They were the. Uh, oh no. Ah, uh, professional. Yeah, yeah, I, I I didn't write it down at all. So uh, Corbin, go go grab that real quick while I talk about it. ooh shiny new Sonic. Uh, the Shoal of the Winter oh, Harmony. The, the what? Shoal of the Winter Harmony. Duh. Shoal of the Winter Harmony. Why is it winter? I thought it was just the Shoal of Harmony. Well, let's what? see. It was let's definitely see what that's all about. Shoal Harmony was the ship. I thought. Now the company was called Harmony Shoal. I thought there was something called Shoal Harmony. Harmony Shoal, as they're commonly known, but the. Full name is oh. Shoal of the Winter Harmony. Oh, okay. So they're they're called Harmony Shoal. Yes. Okay. Have they shown up uh, uh, in in other stuff other than the last time we saw when yeah. we saw Scratch? Um, a comic called Ghost Stories. Of course. Only what that's about. <sighs> Ghost. Um. Okay. So it's it was really uh it was really cool alien thingy when Scratch pulled his head open to get the diamond yeah. thing. Or no, the, what was it? Was that the diamond or the payment that for the diamond? Was the payment. Payment. That was the payment. Um, that was kind of cool because like, oh, look, it's an alien thing, right? Whoa. But when they like, when we find out that in fact, they use their head like they use a coat pocket. In this episode, they just like kept pulling guns out of their head. <laughs> Did that bother anybody else? Yes. I'm like, why? Also, the dudes who didn't have that half of their head. Who didn't what? The when the guys that were chasing the doctor. Oh, oh yeah. The they why were the, yeah. Why were the ones that only had the bottom half of that? Part? I mentioned antennas sticking out like the yeah. remote controlled sentry box. Yeah. So, um, okay. I could, if I wanted, I could take you know those little like uh, screwdrivers that you use to work on your glasses. Yeah. I could take one of those and tuck it in my cheek and I could store it there all day long until I needed it and I could That'd pull it out. That'd be annoying. Why the heck would I do that? 
Why? Even, <laughs> even as I was saying it, y'all were looking at me going, where's this going, dad? Um, why would I do that? Why, why would I store a gun? Now, if it which was by a- the way, could get, get gunked up with my brain goo. Yeah, right. Um, oh, and by the way, uh, where's the brain? Cause like the it whole devolved. point of this episode was that there were brains with eyes that, that they were. No, they take on the form of the cell or whatever. They take on the form of a needed thing. I don't That's think just that temporary. What? I was they sure take that on the form temporary. of a what? They then take the, the form. why the massive scratch in their head? No, no, no. I no, no, no. just no, no, no. the I think, I think you may have misheard something. Take on the form, not as in shapeshifters. Take on the the body. No. I was they, under the impression that the reason they had the slice across their head was because that's where they cut you open, scoop out yes. your brain, and put in the the alien brain with eyeballs. Yeah. Okay, so when that happens, then where does that go? Because later on, the when brain, he folds open his head, he has a gun in the middle where the brain should be. The brain is just taking the... It's it just doesn't goo? Always, it doesn't always look like a brain. For other planets, it would look like a different organ. For that oh, that's not specific at all. species. That's not at all what I thought. Well, then... I don't... If it was even a different still, species that even didn't still, have you're brain. saying so. So it looks like a brain with eyeballs for the sake of who? When they're sitting in the vat, why does it look like a brain with eyeballs? So that that, that doesn't serve dude, any purpose. Just for that. Dude. Did they ever say just that? Just for that dude. Anyways, they did. Say the that. idea. So one guy opened up his head and pulled out a gun twice. Oh yeah. And then somebody else opened up their head and pulled out something else, and I don't even remember what it was. It's so and then like Corbin. That's what I'm saying. It's like if you had a three buttons on your pocket, so every time you went to get anything out of your pocket, you had to undo each of those buttons or something. Well, like, that's what? like I was saying. Like I could, I could store a screwdriver in my mouth, but why? Why would I? Like eventually, that screwdriver is going to rust because of my spit. Clothes. I mean, like, like, like what? yeah, that's what I mean. They have yeah. pockets. Keep the they have actual pockets. And I guess that's why you use your head pocket for something like a gun. <laughs> Storing it somewhere like your head would be a little more. Uh, what's what's the word? I can't even remember. Inconspicuous or something? Yeah, I guess. I Except know. if you wanted to get it, in which case, you know, then you'd be opening your head in front of someone. <laughs> Grab. Right, yeah. That's, yeah. You, there's no subtlety whatsoever. No, if you ever want to use that gun, gonna... you have to reveal that you're an alien. Which, yeah, by the way, again, you're gonna shoot them. again, I pointed out earlier <laughs> while we were watching the episode that there's one massive problem with their plan of taking over every world leader is that all of a sudden, in one day, every world leader is going to show up with the same diagonal scar across their head <laughs> right after cost. a disaster. Like, we've seen these scars go all the way around the head. Yeah, yeah, it's 360 around the, yeah. Because it has to unfold. Uh, so like I said, jiggery-pokery on the Sonic, we had uh, we had the shiny new Sonic. We actually got to see it in action this week. I love that Sonic. The, the lights actually go around it. Yeah. It goes blink, 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 blink. I love that one. Why? Why? I don't know. It I, looks my, fancy. The only thing I'm sad about, and I think I said this before, is that they didn't just give this to him at the beginning. Yeah. Why didn't they give him a new Sonic when he got the new TARDIS? I don't understand. Like that, mm. that's that's what we did with Eleven. That's the thing I don't understand. It's like nine and ten shared a Sonic and a TARDIS, and you can just be like, well, they weren't expecting Eccleston to leave. They just decided to just yeah. keep things. That's fine. Whatever. It was only used for one season. So that Sonic is Tenant's Sonic in everybody's mind. But then like. Eleven's Sonic is like iconic. It is his Sonic. And then Nine had to use it for a whole season until he used the stupidest Sonic device ever, the sunglasses. Mm-hmm. And now they've given him what is arguably a 
a you know would would stand up against Eleven Sonic any day. It's very cool looking. Why didn't he have this the it, whole time? It took that much time to come up with. Oh, is that what it was? Sonic. The the, that, the TARDIS cool was making it, was. it the whole time. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it was just it, it was took just that long brewing and and steaming. <laughs> okay. it, it it had to add in the the coolness factor like yeah. it did. Just and and then gave them uh, the glasses for for a little bit. So <laughs> kid. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. Anyways, uh, jiggery, not jiggery peggery, jibberty jabberty. We haven't had this in a little in a little while. We had some multinucleate organism functioning as an infinitely adaptable, independently functioning peripatetic nervous system. By the way, you know Mouthful. what? You know what? what peripatetic means? I looked it up. It means basically nomadic. Yeah, it means the ability to walk around. <laughs> <laughs> so he's saying a walking around brain. Look at the peripatetic exact- nervous system. Adjective, traveling from place to place, in particular working or based in various places for relatively short periods. Yeah. Or it can move. It means to walk around. As per- peripateo is Greek, means to walk around. Also, I was interested in the multinucleate thing because that okay. sounded like is that made up bullcrap. Right. Human liver cells and bone cells are multinucleate. What does that mean? Nucleate. Multinucleate. Oh, nucleate. I don't know, but... It means they have multiple nucleuses, I guess, and what we have that apparently in our own body. Some of our cells are multinucleate. Huh. What? Okay. Which I did not know no, about. I didn't either. Hey, we had some adventures in closed captioning this week. Um, first of all, there was just rampant typos throughout this episode. Was there? Uh, oh yeah, there was just all kinds of things where um, it would say like the word on the screen would. It sounds similar to what they were saying, but it wasn't. You could tell that's not what they said. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst example, though, was when the doctor said, I am Special Agent Dan Dangerous. There was a real bad I typo. did not catch the word It was Dan. not. Yeah. Um, actually, he said special. Uh, he didn't just say Special Agent Dan Dangerous. There was a moment where he just shouted out the phrase, Dan Dangerous. And it looked like he was... Swearing explicatives. <laughs> I mean, because of the captions, I thought that was what he, what he said. said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what it made it what? look like. And I was like, uh, nope. Uh, so, anyways, other stuff we noticed. Um, so, yeah, Grant's parents just told him to let in a strange old man who's at the window because it's Santa. Did he? What did did the parents? Okay, probably, <laughs> probably the parents thought he was joking or like imagining something. Like, there, there wouldn't actually be an old okay. man dangling from okay. your window. Okay. But that is if so irresponsible. If, if one of you had come to me at age whatever he was, eight? Eight, seven. This, this would be like your little brother coming to me last summer and being like, hey, dad, it's Christmas. I know it's Christmas Eve, but there's a old man hanging by his feet outside my window. Should I let him in? Mm-hmm. I would be like- yeah. Well, let's go see what you're talking about because I'm sure there's not a man dangling from his feet, but I would like to know what you think that means. I wouldn't say, oh, it's probably Santa. Let him in. Tee <laughs> Like, even if I was going to like play into the myth, like, like, okay, if you had come downstairs and said, I heard something on the roof, I would probably think, okay, the roof was creaking. It probably wasn't anything. Oh, maybe it's Santa. <laughs> but I'm not going to be like a person. Yes, let them in. That's bananas. Anyways. Uh, hey, uh, did this episode take place in America? Oh, thank goodness they put an American flag right in the middle of the opening shot after showing a New York City taxi. <laughs> oh my! That was the that was opening so shot. Just Corbin goes, oh, they just dropped an American flag in the middle yes. of everything. <laughs> Which, to be fair, 
is not impossible. <laughs> it's not unlikely. It's not that it wouldn't have happened, but uh, except to say, I on a it block didn't. of city like that on an apartment building, I wouldn't expect to see it. If there wow. had been a firehouse and then it displayed the flag, kind of looked like it was just randomly sitting there, which made it feel like oh, they put that in so we know where we are. Exactly. Oh, yeah. no, no, that's the thing is it was definitely there to to establish the setting, which I thought they did rather well by having a New York City taxi drive by. Yeah. Like it didn't say New York City taxi company or something. But like, it was just the iconic New York yellow cab and I was like, oh, look, this episode takes place in New York because I couldn't remember where, you know, like exactly where it was. I didn't actually, I didn't even remember that it was America. And so when I saw that, I was like, oh, look. And then Gordon goes, I wonder if it's America. <laughs> There's an American flag. Which center shot for like five whole seconds. Yeah. <laughs> As it zoomed in past the taxi driving by and it like tightened in on the flag before it panned up to the roof. Okay. So let's just be reminded that whenever, whenever we watch a show and it's like, you know, you're watching a movie and they get into a plane and then the next thing that you see is Buckingham Palace and it's like, we're in Britain. Let's remember how stupid that looks. Okay. Because to us, that would be totally normal. But there's no British person ever, I'm sure, that thought, you know what I would do? <laughs> I would play that song. But like, every movie does it, you know, it's like, or the like, you know, the, the over the top French music. And the <laughs> shot of the Eiffel Tower to explain now we're in Paris, you know. So that was the equivalent. Was New York City taxi cab? The only thing, the only thing worse would have been if there had been like a a like time lapse flyover of the Statue of Liberty before they zoomed in on the American flag, you know, and like uh, Bruce Springsteen pr- playing in the background. <laughs> All I can think is, uh, whenever I see things like this, I'm always reminded of. Again, we do this to other countries. Yeah. So what is it like when they're doing it to us? Apparently, it's red solo cups and the American flag on every building. That's, that's <laughs> yes. what it is. So, And they're not wrong. all those Americans putting their flags everywhere. We do put they're our not flags everywhere. I mean, pointing this out to you yesterday, Walmart building. has like 17 oh, American yeah. and Texas flags yeah. running down the length every- of the main aisle. <laughs> so uh, the temporal disruption thingy, was uh, where the doctor was trying to repair things from where they all went haywire in the Angels in Manhattan. Did y'all catch that connection? Yeah. yeah. He was like, you know, eh, maybe it was my fault, that kind of thing, which I thought was interesting because so essentially what he's saying is the temporal disturbance that they created in, what was it, 1930s, 1940s New York, something like that. It was like the 30s or 40s is still persisting in like 2012 or 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 the late 90s or whenever it was that Grant was a kid um, that it's still a problem that he's now trying to fix and yeah. uh, apparently he set a booby trap on it <clears throat> to try and keep people away from it. all I can think by the way all I can think is if that's the case does that mean that New York is still infested with angels <laughs> I guess. I mean, wouldn't it mean that? Like, if there's still this temporal anomaly disturbance thing problem? Imagine if swinging in front of his window, instead of the doctor, was just an angel. There's just an angel swinging by his feet. (laughs) Keeps moving every time it goes past the window. He's like, what? Oh, that's why we didn't get the the flyby of the Statue of Liberty zoom into the flag, because the Statue of Liberty left. there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It went back home. It was gone for 20 years. Yeah. Um, Apparently, a triple deadlock seal only lasts about 10 minutes. What is is a triple deadlock? This is, this a deadlock seal is impossible to open except for like that one this is time. Power creep, but like, but for locks, <laughs> it's stupid. 
for creep, but for lies. I mean, why is it triple? We just skipped okay. double, first by, of all. By the but way, Deadlock has been indestructible for like all of Doctor Who, and now it's like, oh, I tripled Deadlock, and it only lasts. <laughs> I triple dog dare you to unlock this door. So <laughs> I did. I did just find out somebody commented in. Uh, the, I mentioned that Doctor Who group that I joined a little bit ago on Facebook. Somebody commented and basically was like, um, "Hey." Did, am I remembering wrong or did like one of the classic who doctors like lose their Sonic or something and it didn't come back until new who. And so there was this long conversation of people were going like, yeah, I think I remember that or no, you're not crazy. I think that happened. And then there were people like posting YouTube <laughs> links to that yeah. very scene um, and all this kind of stuff. And then I chimed in that it actually appeared in the movie cause we just watched it, but he didn't even get to use it. We just got to see it and blah, blah, blah. Apparently, uh, Russell T Davies not only brought back the Sonic, like for sure, like the eighth doctor, he had it, but he didn't use it, but it was definitely like, okay, it's back. RTD cemented that by definitely bringing it back. But he mm -hmm. apparently also invented the deadlock mm -hmm. according, uh, according to one of the people mm -hmm. in the Facebook group. So take that for what it's worth. They said that the deadlock thing was not a classic who thing. And that's part of why whichever director it was, whichever showrunner rather, got rid of it because it was mm -hmm. becoming way too easy for any writer to get the doctor out of anything by just making the Sonic, the, the magic wand. And so Russell T Davies introduced the idea of the deadlock. So there are things that even the Sonic can't do. And then like Corbin said, except for when he, except for when it can. And so therefore we have to introduce a triple deadlock, which, which by the way, we've never even seen a double deadlock. <laughs> Skip to a triple, which by the way only holds for ten minutes, with people slamming right, so, into a door. Yeah, have we even seen the deadlock be broken yet? Like a ever, times, even like once. Twice. I, I want to say at least once or twice. There's been a deadlock seal that was broken, and I don't remember if it was by the doctor Maybe. or by the villain. Yeah, I don't think it's ever been by the doctor though. When it has been, but suddenly he upgrades from you know regular to triple, and also is still not permanent. It's only going to okay, last a few right, minutes. Here's my question. How does a deadlock work? Because a Sonic can't undo a deadlock, but, but apparently it can, do, it can so? do a deadlock. Yes. Because he used the Sonic to triple deadlock the door. And then them slamming into it will undo it yeah. as well? Yeah. That's, yeah. Wait, no, didn't just, he, open the, he open the door with the Sonic? Didn't he? Yeah, I mean, well, so that's what I'm saying. If you use the Sonic to create a triple deadlock, it then presumably like or it can unlock it. I don't know. Corbin, what's your what's your next uh, gripe about here? What Welcome to we? this week's episode of Corbin. It's not just me. Trip didn't like this either. <laughs> and Trip have feelings. Uh, you didn't let me finish. The book effect was, okay. I th it's which, a fun which, idea. Which part are you talking about? When they were the on the call? I don't know how better to explain. They're on the call. Yeah, okay. So we're okay, looking at the three at the people. opening, there was a comic book, and we zoomed into one panel Which was weird. So I didn't know if you were talking about That's that or if you were talking about when talking all of a sudden the phone call turned yeah. into a comic so book They're panel. on a call. is comic book effect. And I've seen this done. I don't remember where else. I saw it done somewhere else. And like I was like, hey, that's a comedy cool. movie. That's a novel idea. I kind of like that. But in Not this one, for Doctor Who. it wasn't good. I didn't even realize it was comic book effect until I was like, what is happening? Dad's <laughs> like, oh, it's comic book. I'm like, I did it's not get that. It's because there was like a slow reveal of the white lines. Like you had this stereotypical like side-by-side -side image of two people and they're on the phone. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, as it increased the number of people, the, the white space in between grew. 
Like, there was no white space, and then it was like a line, and then it grew, and then it's like, oh, it's a comic book. I don't think that it was white space, though, was it? Yeah, no, that's that it was all black in between. No, it was white. No, it was, was it? White. Yeah, I was really confused because it was like it's just black bars in between the. <laughs> it was definitely panels. White. They don't look like panels. They look like you're chopping the screen in half, and then this <laughs> dude's elbow is poking over into the other panel, and you're like, okay, that was weird. That yeah, was weird. That was when weird. when like he was overlapping the panels, and I'm like, Which, uh, well, that happens what happened? in comic books, I think, where people will just kind of be poking out of panels and whatnot. But like, like with a punch, it didn't really make sense in the scenario, and it just didn't look good. And none of it looked good. It didn't look like a comic no. at all. It looked like they were just chopping the screen up into weird little things. Yeah, it it was not. Um, I get what they were going for. I don't think that they got there. I don't think yeah. they, they did it well at all, so I'll definitely agree with you. Uh, so who's who? Who is Grant? Um, so he has super snap powers, apparently? Yep. We were talking very, about this before we started recording. direct super snap powers. Yeah, so well. he's standing in front of the window, and the guy's like, oh, this is, this is um, uh, just like the rest of the building. This glass can withstand a force in excess of four nuclear blasts. Okay, first what? of all, that's not how anything is measured. Mm-hmm. Nuclear blasts, is, are, it's not mm-hmm. like horsepower. <laughs> Don't you measure a nuclear blast? Tons of TNT. It's measured in kilotons or megatons. Yeah, um, that's the thing. Is if he said it's equivalent to forty megatons or something, that would have that would have made sense. But saying four nuclear blasts I've of no what idea. size? And yeah. okay, the reason that doesn't make sense is because every nuke has a different. That's what I mean. Explosion. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like whatever. yeah, it's like saying one, what, it, two. I don't even know. Like. Like, sure, that's a lot, but like, I have no concept of how much that. I don't have a concept of yeah. a megaton of TNT either. But like, the point is, it's an inconsistent <laughs> measuring it, system. It right. makes no sense. Yes, it's like saying four units of water. Like what? Uh, how much? How many units are we talking about? What size is the bucket? What are you talking about? Um, so, given that, uh, then the ghost just literally goes, and the window shatters. And I was saying, so what does that mean? Does he have like supersonic snap powers mm-hmm. that can shatter glass? And then Trip goes, yeah, but he only broke the one window. <laughs> like, okay, wait a minute. So either it was highly directed, <laughs> unidirectional uh, sonic boom snaps, or Trip and Corbin's thought is mind powers or something. You know, but what is it? He laid out his superpowers. I think he said like flying super strength. And something else, but he didn't X-ray mention vision. any psychic powers. Yeah, he didn't X-ray mention vision. telekinesis. <laughs> so, like, I don't think they got to that point. Wasn't he listing off the things when he had to leave or something? I don't know. I don't know or the aliens walked in. Yeah, that was just bizarre to snap his fingers. Like, if he'd flown through it or punched it, or like, or like, if he'd have like flown right up to it and then like flicked it with his finger and it that shattered, would cool, that would have been like, impressive. But to snap. Just again, what does that even mean? No hints that he has it. telekinesis. So he just like did right. he direct right. So so our our introduction to him, our first thing is he can fly. Yes. And then apparently his second thing is he's God. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's what the massive G is for. <laughs> we've been mis we've been misreading it this whole time. So wait, he's a holy ghost. Also that. <laughs> Oh gosh, that was the dumbest part of his costume. Like what? His name? 
G. Well, uh, <laughs> we can talk about ghost later, but the massive G is like, why do you have that? He's a comic Superman has a massive character. S. What's your point? At least that's. And a I cool know it's not actually S. an S. It means peace or some stupid retcon, but Wait, it really? means Superman. What really? What? I don't know that. Y'all don't know that. It's not an S. It isn't. No, it's a no. symbol. What? In in Kryptonese or whatever it oh, is. Okay. Well, yeah. it's, it's like it's the totally sim- It's like the crest of his family. It's just a symbol that also happens to be an S, which is what his name is. Stupid. Right. That's no, why. That's in, why, that's why in the first in the first of the Justice League movies, it's not called Superman. And they never say Superman in that movie. It's called Man of Steel. <laughs> Which, and there's a, there's a scene where Lois Lane says, uh, what's the S stand for? And he says, it's not an S. It's the symbol of my people or whatever. And she goes, oh, well, what if it stood for? And then somebody opens the door and cuts her off. So they never say the term Superman. If I remember correctly, they never do say it throughout the entirety of the movie. Honestly. Yeah. Superman is kind of a dumb name anyway. So. Anyway, so the ghost. <laughs> yes. So why, why did somebody mention this next thing here? I don't even who, know where we who are. Who put this here? That's impressive. He held up a spaceship with his non-dominant hand. That's why is just that, why is I, that impressive? I just realized that about him because that's it's, it's a they doctor literally pointed, pointed it out. It out. <laughs> the why doctor that, pointed it out. Why is that impressive though? Okay, I'd like to see you hold up. Like, I can't hold a spaceship up with my good hand, <laughs> let alone my non-dominant hand. I, I don't can't know if hold a spaceship up with both hands. What do you mean? That's what I'm saying. Like I don't know that it's impressive to be like <laughs> he can stop bullets. With his left hand. Like, well, okay. Oh, sorry. His right hand, because he's a lefty. Like, what? I don't understand why that was... Uh, it's funny. It's a gag. I get it. But it's not really that impressive. Anything else about Grant or the ghost? Y'all want to rag on him some more? He was totally not holding You know what? I think we have this in other oh, well, stuff I mean, we noticed, obviously. but I'm going to move it here. Ghost is a dumb name. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we didn't write this down anywhere, so no, I'll we, say it now. No, we didn't. Let's talk about because it. Because you're... Ghost has... Nothing, nothing to do, to do with, do his character. with any of his power. Yeah. He's not transparent or there's, like he can't move there's through no, walls. There's no explanation given for it. <laughs> no. There's no there's no callback. There's not a we don't get introduced to him as the ghost, and then the next flashback scene is him as a I'm teenager a having a conversation with the doctor and then coming up with the nickname the ghost. How many there's times none of do that. they even call him the ghost in this movie? It's like three times. Only so few, so few that when we were coming back up on this, I could not even begin to remember what it was. All I can Only remember the was girl ever called him his the name ghost. is not Dr. Mysterio. <laughs> That's what I remembered about this character. That and He's a blatant ripoff of Superman. Here's the here's the best note in the Wikia entry for this for this episode. It said Stephen Moffat admitted to being like influenced Influ- by Superman. I'm like, admitted to? Was there a controversy? Were there people going, you know, if I didn't know better, I'd say, like, what are you well, talking no, about? You're wrong. And He's I don't know. Clearly not Superman. Is it okay? All right, maybe maybe this is our this is our. American uh, centric podcast shining through here. Maybe it was not as obvious to a British audience. Maybe they still had Superman, right? Okay. This okay. British listeners chime in here. Hit me up on Twitter. Send us a voicemail or something and let us know is, is Superman. Cause listen, listen, I mean, okay. Do y'all even remember? Do y'all even know what Superman's tagline was? His motto. (laughs) Uh, Truth, justice, do y'all know? And the American way. He is an American hero. He is DC's 
Captain America. I, That's it, what he is. It's, he still yeah. has to be <clears throat> the most well-known superhero in the world. There's okay, no way that true. is okay, true. Okay, but but all right, so maybe like again, Spider-Man. Again, in you can't day, see. Like, you, you look. You're a fish. You don't know you're in water. Okay, you don't know you're wet. You you just yes. live in it. And this is what I'm saying: is British people, uh, overseas listeners, tell us. Would this have been as obvious a parallel, and for that matter, as obvious five years ago, pre, pre-Justice League movies? Would it have been as obvious of a parallel? Because I'm, I'm just, I'm curious, because I don't know, because for them to make that statement on the Wakia might be the Wakia being the Wakia. Right? Yeah. Might be the Very fact that also Mr. Huffle also has okay. his own page. Corbin, tell him about it. <laughs> okay. I, he has a credit. On Tardis Wakia as having played Mr. Huffle in the episode. In this Un- episode. under the cast, you have okay, so you have you know uh, the the doctor, the character Peter Capaldi, himself. and then it says Mr. Huffle himself. Well, it just says Mr. Huffle, but it's clearly Mr. Huffle is playing Mr. Oh, Huffle. so it says Mr. Huffle played by Mr. Mr. Huffle. Yeah, and he's a squeaky dog. <laughs> This thing is a dog's chew toy they picked up from the British equivalent of Walmart <laughs> Petco. for a filming shoot that day. <laughs> and he has a credit on the Wikia. That's old Corbin. Well, apparently he has feelings. And a Wikipedia he, page. He feels pain. He so. was the worst part of this episode by far. Oh, he was. That whole they scene. Let feel, they no let that pain. go way too long. They let her do that way too many times and let it draw out way too long. Yeah. Um, yeah. So at any rate, nails on a chalkboard. I, I am very curious as to whether or not it was obvious because again, that was either the Wikia being the Wikia or there was an actual conversation happening where people were like, I think Moffat might have borrowed some from Superman here because as an American viewer, Watching this episode was like watching, again, kind of like, remember when we talked about Doctor Who and the Daleks was like watching a cover band <laughs> yeah. do that episode of the Do- of Doctor Who? This was like watching a cover band do Superman. This was like watch, this This would be like, you know, you, you guys ever see those YouTube clips of like Indian Spider-Man? Where no. it's like, it's like Spider-Man, but in the Indian culture. So it's like, nothing alike and and you're watching it going what do you what what is happening right now that's what it was it was like what if we did superman but called him the ghost gave him a dumber costume and like Which, weirder batman-esque yeah oh, i want to explain the comment from earlier because <laughs> grant was spider-man he was peter parker 110 oh he definitely was wasn't he he wasn't the Clark ghost. Kent. Oh my gosh, he wasn't Clark Kent. He, wasn't. he was no. He was Peter Parker. He was Peter Parker with Batman's costume and, and Superman's powers. No, Superman's superpowers, yeah. Oh my gosh, y'all, you're so right. So that's the thing, is like, he's like, I was definitely heavily influenced by Superman. I'm like, no, it was almost <laughs> like a shot-for-shot shot remake of this Christopher Reeves movie. <laughs> yeah. Stole all of Superman's powers. Gave him some dumb version of the Bat costume. And, and, and I think... Peter Parker. And I think got the glasses that were auctioned off from the first movie. <laughs> like Christopher Reeves actual actually wore these, I yes. think. I know. Good grief. Anyways, who is Nardle? Uh, so um, I love the bit where he sampled the baby formula. He's like, here you go, nice and warm and tasty. I was like, ah, why? We didn't need to know that, Nardle. Keep that to yourself. And tasty. Yeah, and, and, 
and tasty. Just making sure. By the sure way, Matt Lucas is. I, I love Matt <laughs> yes. Lucas is is Nardle. Guy is amazing. Uh, the Wikia. Here's the Wikia being the Wikia again. It said he's um he's the the f- <laughs> the first comedian to play a companion since <laughs> uh James Corden played Craig, and he's the first full time companion since Catherine Tate. Uh, comedian to play a full time companion since Catherine Tate. So I'm like, okay, what All you're right. saying is occasionally they have comedians come on. Dude, James Corden was on like two seasons ago. That was so recent. Why are yeah. you bothering? Oh, no, that was not that long ago. Yeah, it was like yeah, yeah. It's I, not it was fifty years ago in classic. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I love it. I love it. The news does this all the time. It was the worst financial quarter in three quarters. I'm like, you mean less than a year ago? <laughs> Stop acting like it was Black Friday. Jeez. Or Black Tuesday, I mean. <laughs> Black Friday. Black, Black Tuesday. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, so let's see. He stopped off in the 12th century Constantinople to rule for a while on the way to rescue the doctor. I love that he's in that little getup and it's like, why are you wearing that, Nardole? Granted, the last time we saw him, he was in like a red robe or something. So he says, I, re- I, I ruled firmly but fairly. It's like, what? What? Mm. You just hopped over into 12th century Constantinople <laughs> to be the emperor for a little while? Okay. <laughs> How did you get this position being the way that you are? <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Um, he was reassembled by the doctor. I thought that was great. I do want to know, like, was his head like stitched back on? Did he have to go like get help from the headless monks? How did this, how did this go down exactly? Um, okay. He mentioned, this is not really about Nardole, but he mentioned that the doctor spent some time with River and then she died. And the fact that he threw that line in there was like jarring to me because I never really thought about the fact that the doctor had to deal with her death twice. Yeah. He had to deal with it once as 10 having just met her. And like the tragedy of that episode was this woman I don't even know just gave her life for me and won't tell me who she is, but she obviously knows me and she knows my name and she knows all of these, all of these things. And then he had to deal with her death again as 12 with all of their history together. Not in the sense of he was there and watched it all, but that he knew when he, when she leaves, that's where she's headed. She's on a, this is the last time I'm going to see her. She's going to die now. Um, that's just, that just got me when Nardole said that, like, and she died. Oh, God, man, like, don't remind me of that, like, several seasons ago tragedy that we You'll had to You'll be live. the death of me. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what was that noise? I, that was Mr. <laughs> Huffle. Was like, hey, <laughs> yeah. we, have him, we have him here in the studio with us. You know. uh, so who is the doctor? Um, he didn't know. <laughs> okay, oh. so again, is this a British thing or is this the doctor being adult? He didn't know about Superman and Clark Kent. He's like, here. I drew the glasses on him. It's subtle, but if you look closely, and Grant's like, Are you serious right now? Yes. I love how when he started saying all these things, Grant looked at him like he was an idiot. Absolutely. No, not even like he, at first he wasn't looking at him like he was an idiot. He was thinking, I must not be understanding what you're trying to say. It's like he was trying to point out something else. Because the fact that he's Clark Kent was plainly and not, painfully obvious. I did obvious. not get that he was trying to point that either. He was like, you didn't even get it, it because it's yeah. so obvious. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like, what's he trying to say? The doctor's <laughs> about to reveal some deep truth that we've never noticed about Clark Kent and Superman. Oh, you're saying they're the same person? Uh, Everyone knows that, man. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, apparently, he doesn't know about 
any superheroes. <laughs> he was just completely clueless about all of them. Uh, I thought that was hilarious. Um, he says that uh, he's the doctor and, you know, he's you know, the whole, uh, you know, Doctor Who. And he says the main one, the original, all the others are based on me. This goes all the way back to A Good Man Goes to War, uh, where River says they all get that name from you. Um, then Grant says, Dr. Mysterio. And he's like, Ooh, I like it. I'll take that. And, uh, and again, you have him saying it there. And, oh, and by the way, the Wikia pointed out that when he said it right then, he's like, Ooh, Dr. Mysterio. I like it. <laughs> him saying it deep like that was him doing his impersonation of the announcer he heard in Mexico saying the name of the show. That was one of the things that they loved so oh, much about funny. that phrase, Dr. Mysterio. Um, again, it bothered me that he said it there mm-hmm. and then he, they said it at the end. Grant said it at the end, but that was it. There was nothing, there was yeah. no, nothing more about it. And it was like, there was just such a shoehorned in thing. No part of this needed that. Mm, yeah. It didn't, it didn't become a plot point. It didn't, it did, well, there wasn't a pun. There was nothing happened. It just was there because they liked the sound of it. And I just think that's terrible. Anyways, um, again, he calls himself Special Agent Dan Dangerous, which reminded me of Michael uh, from The Good Place being, you know, Zach Pizzazz, the, the talent scout. Uh, what was, oh gosh, what was the, um, what was the one when he was a detective? There he was like really dumb Detective Clueman or something, <laughs> some bull crap like that, you know? Like, um, it just, it definitely reminded me of that. Uh, what does this say? Oh, he says, Mercy. And they're like, you're not going to get any mercy from us. And he's like, it's not a request. It's an offer. Oh, <laughs> the doctor is so good with those lines, especially as he was dancing around looking nervous and, and frightened. Mm-hmm. That was so weird. The way he balanced that as well as being like stone cold to them. I mean, that's so great. Um, he saves planets to change the subject. <laughs> Nardole says whenever they're having a serious conversation the doctor just runs off and saves a planet he's like I'm trying to save a planet here it's like yeah you do that sometimes when the subject gets too serious uh, let's see the humans have the same plan that they always have me that was awesome uh, let's see um, oh okay so sad doctor moment here this this kind of goes back to Nardole mentioning that River died I said in the last episode that on the heels of losing Clara, this little romp he has with River is exactly what he needed. It cheered him up. Yeah. And remember, we talked about how there was those moments where she didn't yet know who he was, and he's just laughing hysterically, just enjoying being with River again. What I didn't think about when I was making that statement was, oh, yeah, except for the part where she dies at the end. Yeah. Except it was 24 years. So. It, okay, so that that's true. That's true. So he lost Clara, and then he had this fun Christmas episode with River, but then he lost her too. So it's just like, and yeah. and well, okay, you know what though? Not only was there 24 years in between, there was actually 4 billion years in between. Wasn't there? Yeah. Mm. Like no, she, because he lost her again. Okay, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So like she oh, died, yeah. he dealt with it for 4 billion years, and then he tried to save her again, and then he had to deal with it again. And then he had to deal with losing River. Again. Oh, again. So he lost Clara twice. And then the next thing he does is loses River the second Not time. Not only did also. he lose Clara, uh, but forgot mm. what she looked like in yeah, all that. So that kind of oh, that kind of softens all of it. I guess. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. I hate that they did that. <sighs> it's not my favorite thing. Not my favorite thing. But anyways. Um, he's very brave and he's very silly. And I think for a while he'll be sad. But in the end. He'll be all right. Nice. Nice. Uh, then we got a doctor, Doctor Who, Doctor 
dramatic pause. Mysterio. That was dumb. Um, (laughs) And he did pull out some David Tennant teeth, didn't he? Holy cow, we hadn't seen Tennant teeth in a while. He had this look. Like, what was it? He pulled the handle down? And then he was like, like doing the Tennant teeth. Well, guys, Noobs and the Hoobian is also brought to you by listeners like Victor, Jared, and James. If you find value in what we do like they do, here's what you go do. Be-do-be-do. Head on over to noobsandthehoobian.com slash support. Find something that interests you. Click on it. Do what it says. That's it. That's the ad. <laughs> That's the whole ad read this week. Uh, so, Classic Who Connections. Jared's got some stuff for us. Let's hear what he's got to say this time. Hello, Noobs and the Whovian. This is Jared with your Classic Who Connections for the return of Dr. Mysterio. It took me about five times to get that introduction right. I'm a little rusty since we've been recording together for the last few weeks. Uh, I I almost forgot how to do this. Anyway, I thought that this was going to be the one. I thought that this, when I watched this uh, and saw it, I thought, surely there are no Classic Who connections. I watched through it. I didn't see any. I didn't notice notice any. Uh, I thought maybe there's some tiny obscure ones that the wiki's going to point out. And yeah, they kind of had a couple, uh, but really, there aren't a whole lot of Classic Who connections, obviously, on this one. And uh, But I was proven wrong. It's not really that there's no connections. Uh, we've just kind of talked about them before. But here we go. Uh, and, and well, we talked about one of them before, and the other two are kind of weak. So we're going to start with the strongest connection and get to the weakest here, okay? So getting into it, there was a reference to the Time Lord non-interference policy. And that was first reference in the War Games. You might remember that's with the Second Doctor, and that's why the Second Doctor was forced to regenerate because he interfered too much with uh, the, with time going on. And so the the, the Gallifreyan High Council uh, said, "Well, we've got to punish you, and we're going to send you, lock you on Earth, and make you regenerate." So that was uh, really the first reference to it. I guess the first one, the the TARDIS Wikia points out that the first. I guess, official mention as far as making it a non-interference policy, making it a, a f- more official. They referenced Underworld, the serial Underworld, uh, which was with the fourth Doctor. So that's a long time after. So I'm going to say the Wikia, I don't know why they mentioned that one, but I, I don't, I'm going to, I'm going to take umbrage with it and say, maybe you got that one wrong. Um, I know I could probably edit it myself, but uh, I, I'm not going to get into that. Anyway, so then, okay, here's kind of a connection. In this episode, Lucy disguised herself as a cleaning staff or cleaning woman to get into Harmony Shoal. Well, the third doctor disguised himself as a janitor to get into global chemicals in the serial The Green Death. I guess it's kind of the same. Uh, you know, the doctor's disguised himself many times as things to get in places he shouldn't, as have the companions. So is that really a classic who connection? I don't know. It is a connection, and it's from Classic Who, so call it. Anyway, finally, this one I absolutely don't understand or don't agree with. Uh, I I did not get a chance to watch Planet of Spiders, the serial Planet of Spiders with the third Doctor. That's actually the third Doctor's regeneration episode into the fourth Doctor. So that's the last third Doctor serial uh, there. And uh, so Planet of Spiders, that's... According to the Wikia, that has a connection to when the doctor guesses that if Peter Parker was bit by a radioactive spider, he would get radiation poisoning. Okay, yes, Planet of Spiders had big spiders in it. 
And so the doctor mentions spiders or was talking about spiders and Planet of the Spiders had spiders in it. There's no radioactive spider there that I can remember that I can that I even uh, looked up and tried to find uh, quickly with a, a search. There's no biting of the spiders. The spiders actually shoot someone, um, you know, with like a laser beam. So is that uh, you know that's not being bit by that's not not radioactive, not being bit by a spider. Nothing to do with Peter Parker. I, I don't really know why they uh, reference that one. So again, I take umbrage with the uh, TARDIS wiki. It's not very often that happens, but there it is. So there are your classic Who connections, such as they are. Uh, but believe me, that doesn't take anything away from this episode. This is by far my favorite 12th Doctor episode. Uh, I hadn't seen it before, at least not that I remember. Um, so this is totally new to me, but I loved the comic book. I loved the the feel of it. It felt like uh, the like the superhero comic book movies were when I was growing up. I know we've evolved to more sophisticated ones. The whole MCU has a different feel and flavor, and that's fine. But I liked what they did with this one. I enjoyed it. it it's like watching uh, the older Batman movies, which. Uh, yeah, you can take, you can have as many problems with it as you want. That's fine, but they still have a place in my heart and my experience. So that drew me into this one really well. I thought the twelfth Doctor, uh, any any feelings that I still have about the twelfth Doctor being kind of grumpy or 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 too grumpy for my liking, rather have like a David Tennant back in there or anything like that. Totally transcended by this one. Everything worked for him. The story was amazing. The acting was uh, pretty strong. Um, so you know, I just thought. It all came together on this one. So surprise, surprise, I'm giving it a 10 out of 10. Where can I get one of those Hazandra crystals? Because uh, I would love, uh, e- e- even if, I, don't, I don't necessarily want to become a superhero because that's quite a lot of responsibility. And uh, with that great power, ha, <laughs> uh, you know, that's a lot going on. You got to drop everything in, uh, in a moment to go help people. I don't know if I can handle that. Uh, maybe with the superpowers I could. Maybe if I swallowed one of those crystals. But I would love to at least for a, a time at least be able to fly or be bulletproof or uh, well the x-ray vision I don't know uh, that was sad 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 teenager there for the ghost teenage times but uh, understandable tough times but uh, anyway uh, some of the other powers I would love more than you probably wanted to hear anyways creep levels uh, I'm gonna give it a hundred I wasn't creeped out I wasn't scared really by it but creeped out for just slashing your head open replacing the brain kind of thing uh, not not a fan of that so gonna give it 100 creep levels for the modern version of invasion of the body snatchers uh, and that's all I got for you so I want to thank uh, maybe thank the TARDIS wiki. I actually think, uh, I mean, it, yeah, it got me thinking about some things and I, 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 you know, I wouldn't have mentioned the reference to the non-interference policy, even though that is a classic who thing. Uh, you know, we've talked about it before, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't feel like they got it hundred percent this time. So anyway, uh, but still thank you to the TARDIS wiki for some help. And, uh, thank you to noobs in the Whovian for having me on. And I look forward to bringing you more classic who connections next time. All right, yeah. So um, also in Classic Who, there was once a character uh, in the background whose name was Peter. Whoa. Just like the doctor said the name Peter in reference to Peter Parker. So Classic Who Connections. Connections. I love Jared. Like, I guess 
thanks, TARDIS.Wikiana.com. <laughs> I was laughing throughout all that. So um, I said at the top of this, as we were kind of pregame discussing some of this, I was like, I can't wait for y'all to hear Jared because they were just crapping all over this episode. And I was like, Jared gave it a 10. I was oh like, I can't gosh. wait for y'all's reaction. And of course, they're like, he gave it a what? So uh, Jared what? gave it 10 out of 10. Where can I get one of those Hazandra crystals? Uh, Trip, what do you what do you want to do here? What do you want to do? <laughs> Gonna go, you know, only, only a slight bit, a slight bit lower with a six point five crappy, <laughs> crappy superhero name. Six point five out of ten crappy superhero names. Yes, that. Would you the, care to the crappy superhero names brought it down just a. a, a full it was level. a seven until you heard that his <laughs> yeah. name was Ghost. <laughs> and or, the other dude or was the Ghost or whatever. Mysterio. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, I somehow remembered, and I could not find an example of this on the Wikia, uh, doing a search. Remember how the doctor kept calling himself all these stupid things? Yeah. I thought he said Dr. Mysterio at one point. No. But I, if, the, if he did, I couldn't find it in the Wikia. Um, I meant to go search our notes, but I, I completely forgot. I remember forgotten. that. So, yeah. I, I thought he had, but I'm, I must have just kind of combined that, knowing that he was going to dig this name. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyways, Corbin, Corbin, what do you got? I didn't like this one, obviously. Obviously. Uh, okay, my main problem with this was it was too goofy for me to take it as like any sort of serious, you know, superhero thing, which it kind of felt like that's what they were going for. They you wanted you to take it a little seriously, but it was just it was dumb. I What's funny is that's true. exactly why Jared liked it. Because Jared's right. This is superheroes when we were a kid. This is the Superman movies, uh, uh, Lois and Clark. This is really? the the '90s Batman cartoon. Oh. Was much more fun, romp, campy type of stuff, and much less, you know, I mean, universe, global, serious I don't crisis have a that problem MCU with and Justice League is fun. Like, but <laughs> this was not. I find most of the MCU movies hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, but you got to admit they're 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 snarky. They're not campy. Yeah, it's different. They're they're not slapstick and goofy. They are snarky and sarcasm and, and wit and that kind of thing. Yeah. So, anyways, what's what's your score, Corbin? Uh, I'm gonna have to give it a six out of ten giant G's. <laughs> giant G's. Which once again brought it down a, a whole level. <laughs> Yeah, dumbest costume ever. Uh, yeah, the costume was the ma- the mask looked like it didn't fit him. <laughs> Did not. It was like just Absolutely. on the front of his face, and you could see his cheeks coming out the sides of it. It was just weird. I will say, not the dumbest costume ever. There have been some stupid ones, even in MCU. Oh, certainly not MCU, yes. but like in the comics. Marvel. Yeah, but it was so lame. It was just lame. I. It was like. They tried to do Batman. It was like they tried to do Batman for some reason. But it was dumb. And also, again, Ghost does not match with his costume either. Right. No part of that name made sense. No, it 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 was a poorly designed superhero. It was one of the biggest problems with this. Is he just (laughs) he didn't make sense as a superhero. I hated it. No, it it felt like they were leaning heavily on tropes, and therefore they didn't have to explain anything. You know. 
Um, yeah. Where does costume costume come from? Who cares? You it know, spins around like so, it's you know. Oh yeah, sixties oh, Superman. Yeah, and I totally forgot about costume. that. I love when he when he came back in the in the superhero costume, spun around and was back into his normal Isn't clothes. Isn't that what Wonder Woman did later, in like the eighties? Yes, yes. But later there was a moment where he flew off from the the fire escape and his street clothes were left behind. <laughs> left behind. Like the shirt was still tucked into the pants and the shirt was buttoned. I was like, how did he get out of him? <laughs> Turned into so, jello. By, by the ghost, way, you said, you said Wonder Woman and I forgot that she did do that. What I was thinking of was the, the, the old go-to for Superman what? was to duck into a telephone booth yeah. to change. Mm. And there's a scene in one of the Christopher Reeves movies where he goes to do that and there's a guy on the phone. And he can't get the guy to get off the phone. And he's looking at the guy and he's looking at the burning building or whatever and looking back and forth. And finally, he just walks off and he goes to a, um, oh crap, what's the, what's the, a revolving door. And he goes into the revolving door and ramps it up to like 8,000 RPM or whatever and then comes out as Superman. And it's one of the, just, what, 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 why, what just happened? Anyways. So I, I, I know why Jared liked it. I, if, if you like the camp and you, and, and you're nostalgic for it, which I am, I, I loved that stuff when I was a kid, mm-hmm. but I guess I'm too much of an MCU fan now and they just, that to me, that's superhero movies. And that's, that is, you know, like the yeah. dark Knight is, is Batman. The ghost mm-hmm. was not Batman. Not the yet. ghost was terrible. Um, so I, it wasn't the worst one ever, but I guess, especially when you compare this to the Husbands of River Song, that was fantastic. Yeah. That was amazing. And then, um, you know, we've had some some other fun stuff in between there. And like Corbin said, they had a year to make this or whatever. Oh, <laughs> And they made this. I was referencing Corbin's that like, in the budget on the CGI, which must have been $30. <laughs> but... They had a whole year to make this. They used a green screen. It's not just like they should have a big budget because this was the only thing made this year. But like they had a whole year to That's work exactly out any store. I know it's not exactly Anyways, how it works. I, I'm going to give it um, uh, 7 out of 10 uh, brain goo guns. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> take that. Uh, creep level. Jared gave it a hundred for the uh, invasion, modern day invasion of the body snatchers. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two fifty um, for the brains, uh, for the 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 heads cracking open. Um, just there was some just general, uh, like Trip said, just the the surgeons. Those guys were <laughs> those guys were a hundred creep levels on their own coming was, out of the. There was bus. nothing creepy about them except for the way they looked. Mm-hmm. Like Trip goes. Their masks are too tight. <laughs> I was like, yep, and that's creeping me out. So, uh, Trip, uh, Corbin, rather, what do you want to give it for the uh, creep level? Well, y'all keep rating it so high, but all the creepy stuff was so insubstantial and so not in the episode that it didn't bother me. Well, again, I, I'm always doing it from the eyes of the youngest, the, the youngest member of our family, you know. I doubt... Brayden was even hardly bothered. He watched this with He us. watched it with us and was not bothered. He did it. not care. Sometimes and I'm rating it for what he used to be able to withstand. So. Huh. so you're just practically making up numbers at this point. But like, 
We're all making up numbers. What are you talking about? It's all subjective. <laughs> What's your score, you Grinch? Uh, I'm only going to say like 25 because they just weren't a part of the episode at all. All right. So, Trip, what what do you think? I'm going to go with slightly lower than Jared, 75. I mean, like, the surgeons were just, I don't know, something was up with them. And then, like, the brains with eyeballs were just, why did they have eyeballs? Bad effects. <laughs> but, like, that would be weird that ha- just my visualizing your brain having eyeballs. Is you remember just weird. the eye flashing thing that only showed up in that one scene and wasn't important and, then and at had the nothing end to do with, with one of the SWAT. Else? Oh yeah, I forgot all about that. With one of oh, the SWAT dudes. At they the left end. it on a cliffhanger again, where one of the SWAT dudes was actually the alien. Wait, what? Yeah, we got that at the end. There was a scratch, and the very end. The thing went past his eyes, and then he's like, "Oh, this one's dead," and then it was actually he was one of them. Yeah, Yeah, and the eyeballs were missing. Okay, that was kind of a little creepy. I might bump it up, but like, (laughs) they left it on another cliffhanger where it's like, "Okay, maybe the world is going to end again," and you're like, "Can't this isn't how cliffhangers work? Cliffhangers (laughs) aren't you leave it so that the world might end because." main characters didn't actually solve the problem apparently. It's it's the way you do a cliffhanger if it's a horror film that you never yeah. plan on doing a sequel to. It's not, not what Doctor you do for Who, an ongoing right? television series. Yeah. I, know. I know. Well guys, under uh, listener input, I, I do have a segment here, but I'm going to do something a little bit offbeat. There, the listener input section has spoilers for Quantum Leap. And I know that's like a 40, 30 or 40 year old television program. I know this, I, I recognize this, but we are watching it as a family. And uh, so I don't want to spoil that for the noobs. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bump that down. And after, uh, after we do our closing bit, stick around for the listener input as uh, Christina and I came up with uh, something brilliant. So the game plan is that next week we finally head into series 10 with the pilot. And uh, noobs, I did want to ask y'all, do y'all want to speculate on what might be ahead for series 10 based on the trailer that you saw? Uh, so you got to see the new companion. Her name is Bill. I don't know why. Short What's for William. I don't know if that... <laughs> I mean, I guess Rose was played by Billy Piper, so maybe, I don't know. But anyways... Uh, Bill is is uh, going to be the the new companion. But do you guys want to speculate on on anything? Did y'all I see don't anything? Remember that's like, it at all? Okay, we I saw mean, we saw a Dalek. Like, so we're going to have a Dalek episode. It just oh, looks like basic yeah right season stuff. Okay, I didn't know if y'all wanted <laughs> no, to speculate on know. anything. Basic seasons. Okay, all right. Well, you know, exploding things, Daleks, end of the world. <laughs> things are going to blow up. Yeah. The world is going to be in danger. Um, we also need some suggestions for upcoming timey wimeys. We only have a few ideas left, like possibly one. Um, so here are the requirements. We we want some some suggestions for you guys of a good time travel story. Now remember, we've done print, TV show episode movie, um, audio, you know, adventures, you know, we did like a radio broadcast one time. So, um, any, any, you know, media is fine, but here's the requirements. It's gotta be family friendly, which is why we're not covering the Terminator franchise mm-hmm. yet. And the reason I say yet, Trip's like, what? <laughs> the reason I say yet is we may cover that in our, as of yet unnamed future f- podcast when Dr. Who runs out on us. Mm-hmm. Um, if it is written, it needs to be short. So, like, don't come at us with, like, some Isaac Asimov novel. 
because yes, we know they're awesome, but we can't read that in a week. You know, we should do the end of eternity. Yeah, it's exactly what I want to do. Yeah. But that one's a bit that one's a bit long. So short stories, if you're going to do something written, and then it needs to be accessible. We don't want to have to buy a fifty dollars collector's edition Blu-ray or some subscribe to some random service we've never heard of, or that won't let us use American credit cards to subscribe. to. Uh. Not so pointing anyways. out one particular thing. Uh, yeah, not at all. Uh, so if you've got an idea, um, email us at noobsinthehoovian at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook, Twitter. Um, send us in a, an audio suggestion. That'll be fine. We'll play it on the show for you. Um, but we do need some some ideas. We are three or four weeks away from our next one. And then like literally, uh, I have one left that we might do, but I, I got I to gotta, I gotta go look at it again and see if it is family friendly. I don't remember. It's been a while <laughs> since I've seen it. Um, so, uh, give us, give us your ideas. Guys, Noobs in the Whovian is a production of Master Closet Studios, where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. I'm Trip. Your production editor is the other guy. I'm Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for his classic Who connections and shout outs to Victor, Jared, and James for their Patreon support. You can find us over at noobsinthehoobian.com where you can find links to all of our social media accounts, our contact information, and how you can support us at noobsinthehoobian.com slash support. Wherever you found us, make sure that you subscribe, like us, leave us a rating, and share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. As always, my name is Austin. I'm the Hoovy, and these are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And we're the news. And until next time, be safe if you can, but always be amazing. Goodbye. Don't forget to stick around for the thing. Be whip. All right, guys, uh, the noobs are gone, so it's just me here, and I wanted to um, go over with you a little bit of a uh, an exchange that Christina and I had. She had, um, uh, we had mentioned a couple episodes back about Quantum Leap, and she said something about, yeah, Quantum Leap was amazing back in the day, and and blah, 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 and she said something about a reboot, and what's funny is, when she, when she said it, I think she was just saying it out of the blue, like, this might be kind of cool. As it happens, I responded right away that day, but as it happens, there there are some headlines right now, Scott Bakula was asked about it and he said some things and you know how, you know, how news, news articles get written up about it. Like, Oh, possible quantum loop, uh, quantum leap reboot. Really? He just said it would be a cool idea. And, uh, his idea was what if, uh, what if Sam Beckett had a kid because, um, so by the way, spoilers for quantum leap ahead. So if you're not familiar with all of quantum leap and care about it, then, then, you know, just skip and, and you'll be none the wiser. But, um, there was an episode where he makes it home. And so he's like, I don't know, maybe, maybe a baby could have happened or something. So maybe we meet up with his child in the reboot. Um, I told Christina, I'm not up for a reboot as much as a continuation, kind of like Scott Bakula was suggesting. Um, I've been more interested in things like Bill and Ted three Terminator, dark fate, you know, where it's like these 30 year sequels, uh, Top Gun Maverick is about to come out. I'm really looking forward to that. So I would be interested if they restarted the show. And this is completely my idea. What if they restarted the show with Al finding Sam after the connection was lost 30 years ago? Because if you remember the finale, Sam leaves and he's under his own control now and he's doing his own thing. So presumably Sam's not with him. I mean, um, Al's not with him anymore. So let's say that Al spent 30 years trying to track Sam back down and he finally reestablishes connection. And all along, Sam was just leaving around, setting right what once went wrong. But now he's got all of his memories intact, right? Now he knows what he's doing. He knows that he's in control, you know, and, and whatever the bartender told him at the end of the, of the finale or whatever. So the show could either follow around a now mature time hero, 
or he could be passing the torch onto Scott Bakula said his his son could be involved. I say, what about Al's daughter? Because Sal, uh, Sam saved Al's marriage to his first wife, uh, I think her name was Beth, in the finale. So let's say they had a kid, and now Sam meets up with her and is like teaching her the ropes or something. So either they're traveling together, and now instead of it being Sam guided by Al, it's I don't know, Alice, that, that's dumb. I'm sorry, I forget I said that. Al's daughter is being guided by Sam, right? Um, oh, maybe the daughter's name is Samantha because, yeah, no, that's dumb too, sorry. But anyways, um, so Christina, um, once you're done with your uh, boy doctor adventure series of Doctor Who, uh, you gotta get on this, right? And that's That was my challenge that I threw down to her and she said, oh, sure, and uh, Jared can pull his strings and get Harrison Ford to make a cameo once he's done filming The Skull. So we'll, we'll, um, you know, we've, we've all got things to do. So, uh, let's, let's get cracking.